What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, Crime Creeps. It's your pal, Mark. And before we start today's episode, I just wanted to come on and tell you that Charity and I will be doing a live podcast. That's right, live. This Halloween, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page, Case Watch Podcast. It'll also be on our YouTube page that we just started. So go ahead over there and subscribe to the page. Just search Case Watch Podcast. Not a lot on there now, but we are going to start doing a lot more video content. We want to have you guys be there and ready and waiting for us. So join Join us this Sunday night, Halloween. You finally get to put some faces to the voices that you've been hearing. Uh, We'll be taking your live questions on air. And who knows, we may even bring a couple of you online as well. All right. Enjoy today's episode. It is a great one. Have a good day, guys. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. As we've been reporting, the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito is being investigated as a homicide. We begin with the latest on the search to find Brian Laundrie, the only person of interest in the homicide death of Gabby Petito. Hello, crime creeps. Guess who's back? Back again. Case watch back. <laughs> Tell a friend. Yeah, it's Hi, Mark. Hi, crime creeps. It's Charity. All right, guys. Uh, love all the feedback we got from you this week. I love it, love it, love it. Charity loves talking to you if you haven't noticed. Keep it coming. All right. And if you want to know where to keep it coming to, it's Case Watch Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Case Watch Pod on Twitter. Or if you're old like me, info at Case Watch Podcast. Dot com. Dot com. All right, Charity, we are winding down ever closer to Halloween, and I know you are loving telling our creeps where some spooky places to go. Do you got one for us today? I sure do. I have spider gates. That one already sounds creepy. It is. <laughs> I don't even know if I need to know more. I hate spiders. <laughs> it's actually located in Leicester, Massachusetts, and it's a cemetery. 
It's a small Quaker cemetery and is known as the Eighth Gate to Hell. Due to all of the legend it has, it is one of the most visited places in the state. Its official name is Friends Cemetery. It originated in the early 1700s. The Quakers believed that the land it was built on had powers, they, so they buried all of their loved ones there and would also worship and perform many incantations. Did I say that right? Incantations? Should I don't look, know we what that, that word is. It mean, can you look it up for the people real quick? I will. I should have. Let me Google this. Stand by. Okay, so according to Google, which is, well, where everybody goes for information they don't know, incantation is a characteristic of magical charms, curses, prophecies, and the conjuring of spirits. <gasps> that makes lots of sense. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Guys, I've actually been here as well. I won't go there. But I will tell you a little about that after I finish telling you a little bit more about the cemetery. So in 1943... A boy actually hung himself um, from a tree and that tree is still there. It's a very large tree. And I guess the boy was like an artist. So the entrance has custom gates that look like a spider. They look like, like big spider webs. It's really creepy looking. And that was built in the mid 1950s. And it was said that it was the boy's parents who donated it to keep his name alive. So some refer to the main gate as the eighth gate to hell. As I said earlier, it is said that if you go through this gate, your soul is to meet with the devil himself immediately, which I, I can personally say that part's probably not true because I did go through the gate and I'm very much alive. I hope. Unless I'm just a spirit and don't know it. Maybe. Charity, are you here? I'm here. Okay. No, she's here, guys. I'm here. Don't worry about it. So um, after walking through the gate, you'll see a marked area where, the, where no grass is grown at all. This area is known as the altar, and it is where the original worship house formerly sat. Legend says this house was used for satanic worship and to call upon ghosts, demons, and evil spirits. Ooh, I love all this stuff. It's so cool. I did almost pee my pants when I was there again. Really scared. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It, I, it was in college, guys, and it was... I'll, I'll tell you after. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Continue. I'm excited. As you walk further into the cemetery, you'll see a Marmaduke Earl's headstone. Some say if you walk around this stone 10 times at midnight and ask Marmalade to speak to you, he will speak back. People, don't do this. I don't care how old I get. I will never say... Candyman three times in a mirror in the bathroom with the light shut off. It's not, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to do that. Uh, some people might want to talk to Marmalade and that's a fantastic name. I don't bring that back. Marmalade. Okay. Isn't so, that a jam? Maybe. I, I think, think I put is. Marmalade on my toast. <laughs> you probably do, Mark. So there have been accounts of people being chased out of the cemetery. And one of these stories I read was by a person who said they were chased out of the cemetery and it definitely was not a person or an animal. He didn't go back and investigate? Um, pretty doubtful, I guess. Because I'm sure this was at nighttime. Because you got to go when it's... We didn't go at nighttime because I refused to go at nighttime, but... I don't believe you. And then a lot of people that live around this e area have actually said that they have heard almost like sounds of like what a ritual would sound like. People kind of like dancing around, maybe some... I don't know what kind of chants or sounds or stuff like that. I personally have never heard anything. And I was in that area for a little while. But I did go through the cemetery... I'm still alive. I did see the area with no grass, which was really creepy. And probably because you read up on the story on the drive to the cemetery, you do feel like you can feel something. And it could be because you just creeped out. <laughs> but we didn't see anything, but it wasn't at nighttime. We did see the big tree. Some people, some of the things I read, people have said that they've seen a noose hanging from that tree. And with any friendships that I've ever had, and I, I'm hoping your friends are the same way, you're all going to bust each other's balls there trying to make it even more spooky. 
Oh, well, the boys probably wanted to make us scared so that they could protect us, I'm sure. The one time I ever walked in a cemetery was probably, I would say, at night. I mean, I've been to many cemeteries. I, I guess I said that wrong. The one time I went creeping in a cemetery, trying to find, crime you know, creeping. crime creeping. I remember I was walking in a cemetery with one of my buddies and it was probably back in like 2010 or 11. This was up in New Hampshire and we just happened to be walking through and sat down on the steps of one of those big, big monument. Um, what do you call them? Where they, they, oh, they actually store the bodies inside. Yes. yes. We sat on the steps on one of those. I can't, I can't believe the name escapes me. And why would you do that? I thought you said you're a big, you can talk a lot, but you're a big scaredy cat. I am, but this was also just down the street from my house and okay. it didn't look like a scary cemetery. We were just having fun. Of course. Alcohol may be involved. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Got we it. just happened to sit on the steps and the whole world started to shake. No. And I was like, oh my God. Like I was, I was half drunk. I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. Come to find out the next day. It was an earthquake. It had an earthquake. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I wish and it wasn't that way. It has ruined me ever wanting to go back into a cemetery because I went home thinking that I, I just almost met God is what I thought. Well, at least you, you were going to God. It's it just, <laughs> if you walk through the, I, who, I mean, maybe it takes longer for the soul. I don't know. Hopefully I, I didn't curse myself by walking through the gates. Yeah. You might be screwed. You may have sold your soul to the devil and you don't even know. I don't think so. Time I will tell. To, I tried to do an, an enough good things to offset that. There you going go. Through there. But it is a really cool place to visit, guys. If you like going to creepy cemeteries and seeing some really old graves and stuff like that, I would absolutely suggest take a little trip there. I will not be going to check out Spidergate. No. It does saying. open up a wider discussion, though, when you really think about a lot of the stuff that happened in the 1800s and the 1900s yeah. that kind of led to the folklore of today that we tell ourselves. Do you ever just get the feeling that we maybe just willy nilly buried people that weren't really dead? There's actually some cases out there that involve buried alive situations. We couldn't really treat a stubbed toe back in the 1800s. So I, I don't really give them very much credence on, yep, he's dead. Let's just throw him in the ground. And they would see these people dig themselves out and walk around like, hey, you just buried me. <laughs> Please don't do that again. And now, oh, now that, that leads to the witch trials and that leads to yeah. mummies and Michael Jackson making a kick-ass fucking song in the 80s. Yep. Oh, and does it get better than Thriller this time of year? No, it doesn't. I love that song. And, I mean, we could also cover some spooky history if we want. I, I wouldn't mind that. I am kind of a huge scaredy cat. Yeah. I'll let you do the talking. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it. I do. I would like to c cover the witch trials because it's very, we actually, you know, we learned about it in school. It was really interesting. I was me. amazed when you talked to us about that, that period of time that actually went on for was so small. Three months. And that defined Salem, Massachusetts in the Northeast. And like I said, I assumed it was something that happened for years. I never did yep. any more research into it. Yeah. Me, I, I mean, I, I read about it, like I said, in, in, in school and went on a field trip there through all the haunted places that are there which was really cool but yeah other than that nope make sure you check out salem mass guys it is beautiful this time of year gorgeous all right moving on charity do you know what would make me happy i think i might have an idea and according to the listeners this makes them very happy as well oh all right well i guess it's time for some triple d dimwits dipshits and douchebags what do you have for us today um mark i have a couple of triple d's for you today the first one goes as such. At a bus station in St. Paul, Minnesota, a hot-tempered man named Justin John Budin was involved in an argument with a woman whom he punched in the face. He also attacked another person who was standing there, which caused him to drop his folder on the ground. He did not retrieve the folder before he fled. The police officers who arrived at the scene a few minutes later tracked Budin 
thanks to what was inside the folder, his anger management homework. Wow. <laughs> I think he failed this one. You guys, I can't make these up. I cannot. Please, if you know any or find any, please send them because these these make my day. If you could see her face, she is get, super, super like, happy. I get so excited and I don't tell Mark what they are because I want to see his reaction when I read some of them because some of them are so hysterical that I just I just need him to hear it for the first time. Mark, I have another. And this one's a little bit of a longer one to read, but it's it's very well worth it. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it, Charity. Here we go. Two men charged with drug trafficking could have done a better job hiding their wares than using a package labeled, quotation, bag full of drugs. No, Dead. really? Are you serious? Dead serious. <laughs> Florida authorities say Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt, both 34, were pulled over in Santa Rosa County on Saturday after a trooper clocked them going 95 on Interstate 10 in the state's panhandle. According to Florida Highway Patrol arrest report, the trooper determined that Reinhardt was the subject of an active felony warrant for violation of probation. He requested backup. A Santa Rosa County Sheriff's deputy arrived to assist and a canine alerted them to the presence of contraband in the vehicle. The arrest report said authorities found approximately 75 grams of methamphetamine, 1.36 kilograms of the date rape drug GHB, one gram of cocaine, 3.6 grams of fentanyl, 15 MDMA tablets, and drug paraphernalia. The AP reports both Somebody men, was going to be having a fun weekend. Yep. Both men were taken into custody and taken to jail. They were charged with trafficking in methamphetamine and GHB, three counts of possession of a controlled substance and possession of drug paraphernalia. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in a bag labeled bag full of drugs, deputies wrote on Facebook. Our canines can read. <laughs> so, Mark. There's a lot to unpack here. Let's just back up for a second. A, it was in the panhandle. Nothing good happens in the panhandle. Okay. That's, Any panhandle. That's the first thing. The second thing is, if you have a bag of drugs and it is labeled on the outside of it, in all caps, a bag of drugs, don't go over the speed limit. Like, why are you red flagging yourself? That's my first question. I, I like the fact this is like going back to the old Acme cartoons days where they used to have the thing that box that said dynamite on it. Yep. They should have just, they should have did what any good criminal do, right? Not drugs. Yeah, right. This is definitely not drugs. Not drugs. Look somewhere else. This is definitely not drugs. And I wasn't going 95. That one was really good. I liked I'm that I'm not one. going to give all my GHB and date break drugs and have a good weekend. And have a fabulous weekend. Well, the weekend they got, I can guarantee, was not as much fun. I can guarantee that as well. Oh, well, moving on. Moving on. Next. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I figure if you are as big of a D-bag as Stephen Bertolino, you deserve an episode just for you. Amen, sister. I just think there's no better way to show our love for Bertolino than to play a three-minute video of him Bertolinoing himself and us doing commentary on it as we go. Hey, Mark. Be like Mystery Science 3000 back in the day when they used to have those little silhouettes discussing the movie as it was going on. Mark. Yes. Can we make, we could probably make Bertolino like a, like a derogatory word. I, I definitely think if you're going to Bertolino anything, like it, it should be. You could say, stop being such a Bertolino. Oh, don't be a Bertolino charity. Come on. But the only thing about that, Mark, is I feel bad for people who aren't D-bags that have the last name Bertolino because it's not their fault. So maybe we shouldn't do that. Just this Bertolino. Yeah, this one is bad. Let's get right into it. I'm going to play this clip and we're going to discuss it. Let's do it. I can tell you once again, as sure as I'm sitting here talking on this screen, the FBI confirmed in my office again today at 2.15, this is a non-issue for them. They have it documented that Brian was reported missing by me to them on Monday evening. My recollection was it was either Monday evening conversation or a Tuesday morning conversation. But I know that I reported it on day one. All right. He reported it on day one, Charity. All right. So I guess I just need clarification from Bertolino on what he is considering day one, because his day one continues to change. And over the course of all these different interviews, his timelines changed. And you're also going to hear guys that he gets very, very defensive and angry. And I don't think that helps his cause at all. No, it doesn't because he calls people out on stuff that he is stating wrong himself. All right. So looking at this timeline that I have here, he said on the 14th that Chris and Roberta went to look for Brian. Nobody from the FBI contacted him in regard to Brian's whereabouts. He did not reach out to the FBI in regard to Brian's whereabouts. They did not even think that Brian was missing at this point. So that is day two, according to me, from when he went to the hike. So that's two days in. Yep. But he said he reached out on day one. But at, he's saying right here, he didn't even consider Brian missing. So how can you reach out for something that you didn't even consider him to be gone? Correct. And then he says, on Wednesday, Chris and Roberta went back to the park and brought the Mustang back with them. Nobody from the FBI contacted him in regards to Brian's whereabouts. He did not reach out to the FBI in regard to Brian's whereabouts as well. He said this is when they started to worry that Brian had not returned yet. So now that is day three. That's day three, Charity. Yep. But he reached out on day one and said Brian was missing. Right. But he already said that he didn't. I, this is what I'm saying. Nothing Bertolino says makes sense. And as a lawyer, you should know these things are going to be documented. You so should also not go on every single talk show in every different country and say different stuff to everybody. Yep. All right, let's continue on to listen to Bertolino Bertolino himself. Let's do it. That being said, Ashley, you told me you would replay that clip. What you chose to do was bring Brian Enton in. I would ask you respectfully, let's play the clip. Let's hear, not from Brian, let's hear from Josh Taylor once again. I can spare the okay. minute. 
Um, let's you got play it. it. Well, you want you, the clarity. You, we've had, yeah, we've, got, we've had 40 with you, but the control room is about to play it. So control room, fire let's away. Let's roll. Before they play it, <laughs> A, he's trashing Brian Enton, which is not going to get him any credit because no, Brian's Brian, a saint in this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Next, you're getting to see a little bit of how Bertolino acts. Bertolinoing. He's Bertolini. I can't even say it right. It sounds say, so bad. You know why I can say it? The only reason I know I can say it is because we, when we first started talking about Bertolino, I butchered that name so many times by accident. And I was laughing at you because I could say it perfectly. You, and now I picked up your pronunciation. He had to keep pausing and would even, and I'd say to him when we paused, why can't I pronounce that name correctly? So I made myself be able to. So this is, you know what, maybe this is some karma, Mark. I think this is karma. <laughs> Yeah, I think I did bless myself with screwing up his name now. And I, I got to admit to everybody, there's a word that I just can't say. And I have worked my whole life to never say it. And I'm going to attempt to say it for you. Okay. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce, sauce. I'm saying nothing because I have a hard time saying that word as well. But guys, you can attest to the fact that I butcher almost every word. And I don't even mean to. Like, Mark, ask me a word to say it. And I'm going to say it without trying to hide my accent. Uh, say Mark. Mark. Yeah, that's not how my name is said. It said Mark. If you notice, I try really hard. I've slipped a couple times, but I do try to put the R in there. You put an R on everything, Charity. I do. Give me one more word for the people. All right, Charity. I got one for you. Since we are in the Halloween season, say monster. Monster. How really? Do you, how do you think that's spelled? M-O-N-T. No, M-O-N-S-T-A-H. So when the Red Sox hit a home run. The green monster. <laughs> the green oh my monster. God. I just learned it all. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Let's the continue gr- you know with what? Bertolino. You know what? The green monster. That just sounds creepy when you say it that I way. Know, I know. Because whatever. All right. Sorry, guys. Let's all go right, on. Steven, continue. No. Let's listen. To Mr. Bertolino says that he called and reported Brian missing sooner than Friday. And that it was just the official report filed on Friday. Is that true? I can tell you that the Northport Police Department, that when we got the call on Friday that he was being reported missing, was news to us. I was in the room myself. It was uh, a very uh, surprising moment. Uh, I can say that with 100% certainty. Um, whatever he may have said in passing, you know, this is a situation where we're trying to, you know, they were uncooperative on Saturday, not revealing any details. We've got a missing young lady. Um, really, their credibility was, you know, what's going on there. He, if I'm understanding him correctly, he says that he may have said something to an, someone in the FBI. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Um, what I know is that none of our actions and what we've said show that that's a possibility at all. Do you see what you they said? Nothing that they say says Ashley. that it's a possibility at all. I mean, did you hear that last line, Mr. Bertolino? Nothing that yeah, we've seen really says that's a possibility at all. What he said was he may have said it in passing, and then he said, I don't know. That's what he said, Ashley. I'll take no, the apology No, he said it's not a now. possibility at all. No, he didn't say that. Not with Can I ask Brian a Enten, question, did he Ashley? say? All right, before Brian Ooh, comes back in. Holy shnikes. Ashley, I want my apology. You can apologize to me now. And this Ashley, who is she? She's awesome. She is standing Ashley her ground. Ashley Oh, okay. The best. She is the best. And she's standing her ground and standing up for herself and saying, no, that is not what he just said. You just listened to it with me. Yeah. You do not try to Bertolino me. Yep. I, I just laugh because 
she makes the valid point. Did you not hear the last line that he said? He's like, well, anyways, moving on. My, my point's wrong. It's like, come on, dude. All right. Now this gets better. So let's listen. Let's. Yeah, I think we should get Brian Enton and he conducted the interview. He sent us the tape. We've now played it twice. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I just had a quick question for Mr. Bertolino that I was thinking about. I mean, if he was at home watching the news all week and hearing the police say that they had eyes on Brian and the laundries were, were watching the news or were hearing from Mr. Bertolino that the police were saying that. But if they were worried about Brian and he was missing and, you know, they wanted him to be found, like, wouldn't you want to correct the record so that people would actually be looking for Brian? So, Brian, we're not going to get to the bottom of this, you know. All right. So let me put that into English for you. So, Brian, you made so many good points there that I don't have a rebuttal because I'm an asshat. Yep. That's what I got out of that. Oh, yeah. Did you hear the pause, guys? And then the big. Yeah. Lip smack that I can't really do, but. I bet he was sweating really bad. He's like, oh, this is really, really screwing up my credibility. I bet he had sweaty armpits, guys. Ugh, sweaty Bertolino. Here we go. I'll get past the fact that Ashley won't concede that what was said out of Josh Taylor's own mouth was that I may have said it in passing and that he does not know. Let's move past that because the tape speaks for itself. Steven. It sure does speak for itself. Because it says at the end, I don't believe that's true. Yeah. You, you can't just crop that to be... I can take anything anybody says. Ready, Charity, say, Mark is not funny. Mark is not funny. I can take that and put it in to Adobe Audition, and I can cut out not, and it would just say, Mark is funny. Yeah. You can't change the narrative to fit your statement. Nope. You, were, you were wrong. You were proven wrong. Ashley proved you wrong. And then Brian, I got to love this dude. He could have just went right with the status quo and asked the next question, and he's like, I'm going to one-up this, and I'm going to ask you what we all want to know. Yep. And then he stumped Bertolino up. I... Love it. Me too. It doesn't stop there. It keeps going. Because Bertolino doesn't know how to shut his mouth. Nope. It's he, so funny. It's like he he just, I've also gotten information from people that he, he'll actually, if you like message him, he'll he'll message you back. Like if Mark was like, hey, hey Bertolino, I've got a question for you. He'll Like what lawyer? Do you have his phone number? We do have his phone number actually. Someone sent it to us. All right. I'm going to pause for a second and I'm going to text him on air. And I'm going to see if we get a response back. Hold on. I'll okay. get the number from charity and then we're going to unpause and re-go. Okay. So our amazing crime creep, Brittany sent us Stephen Bertolino's phone number. So well, we're gonna, we, we think is, we Stephen think Bertolino's. it's his number. Yeah. So we're going to text him live on the show right now. Do so let's Mark. write it out. Ready? Hi, Stephen. Mark from case watch podcast. Look, I type slow. Sorry guys. Looking for clarification on what you consider to be day one of Brian being missing. Just want to be clear on the facts. You ready? I'm going to hit send. Did it go through? It's gone and it's an iMessage and it said it was delivered. So. All right. So we. We will keep you updated. I'm going to let this go ahead and play if it does. All right. Let's continue and carry on. We want to hear Bertolino, Bertolini, Bertolini. Bertolino. All right. I guess got to give in and say that is just. Like Worcestershire sauce. I'm never going to say it correctly. So let's just listen to Mr. Bertolino. Let's listen to him. You know, uh, as I said to you a moment ago, you know, I, I've known Brian since he was a, a small child. Um, so this is hitting me today, too. I'm a little bit angry um, that, that people are even speculating this way. Uh, and primarily because, you know, it's not just the laundries. It's it's 
local PD. It's the FBI. It was an independent news person who happened to be there. Okay, I'm going to pause this because we just got a response. Shut up. Are you serious? We did. What did he say? It says Brian left for hike on 913. That's what he considers day one, where his other statements has already been very clearly stated that they didn't even think he was missing until Wednesday. Yep. So now I'm confused. Are they changing the timeline again? Who knows? I, I am super, super confused. I am shocked that he texted back that quickly. He's on the ball. Better call Bertolino, guys. Or better text him because he'll text you right back. Text you right back. All right. So that was a quick response. Um, I'm going to respond back to him, Charity. I'm going to read. All right. Thank you for the info. Is there anything you would like us to know? Oh, hold on. I spelled no wrong. Or anything you would like to add in regards to the case. And send. Fantastic. Let's just wait. All right, let's just carry on. I'm going to continue playing the Bertolino clip. Filming, and th that's all fortunate that police were there and the film crew was there. Um, the FBI put out a statement. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He said, listen, we searched this area several weeks ago. It was underwater. There have been numerous people who have said this area was waist deep in water. I think every searcher who was out there will attest to that. All right, stop there. Yes, that area was underwater. But do you remember when they brought in dive teams? They did. And they checked that area because that was an area that the parents said that they thought he would go to. Right, they did. The parents, Bertolino did release that the parents, the area of where the parents said that they thought he would go to. Um, that said, you're right. They Now, like we have said before, it, it seems as though this is an extremely treacherous area to search. So if it was mucky, mucky water, they were under. But that now brings me to a little bit of a speculation on my part. So they do have the notebook and they think it's possibly salvageable. But I want to know how. If from, it was underwater. Okay, so from what I understand, this is what I understand about this notebook that he had. It was one of those artist ones that can be wet. They can. They, they, they You write on them with special markers I or pencils see. and stuff, and okay. they don't actually come off. They're actually made to be wet. Okay, that makes more sense. So to a me little now. clarification. Back in the day before I became a crime creep and, you know, on the Case Watch podcast, I was a firefighter. So we actually had these on our clipboard that we could write on so we could be taking information down in the rain. So I kind of know that the type of paper that oh, they're talking about. Oh, okay. That makes and then we can transcribe more. it later on. And that kind of brings me to like people saying that this is a treacherous area and it's bad. And, you know, he was underwater, but I do know they had dive teams there. And yep. I worked in the public safety industry long enough to know the dive teams are no joke. These guys, and this was waist deep water we're talking about right. here. Um, and I don't want to be morbid or gross or anything like that, but we recover bodies from the bottoms of brisk moving rivers in New England. Our rivers are no joke up here. Yep. And they have almost always successfully recovered all these bodies. And we're talking in 30, 40, 50 feet of water. Right. I have no doubt if this area was searched that they would have found him there. I'm not speculating anything, but I just find it odd that they couldn't find him in waist deep water. And yes, he was. They did find him. It would have been submerged and they did find skeletal remains. That, that's but my at other... some point before they got to that point, his body would have off-gassed and he would have come to the surface. Right. And he was not far off the trail. That's This is what I'm trying to say where things just don't add up. It's just right. so confusing to me. Unless, unless, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending how people feel about him, um, if he got attacked by animals, wild animals, and they maybe like ripped him apart. I guess the pigs down there are no joke. Well, that's I can understand that if his body was torn apart and he was left with just bones 
and those bones were maybe not carried to that area because they had they had dogs sniffing still days and days after. So they still were retrieving his bones from what it sounds like. So I can definitely see maybe that happening. So many unanswered questions. Let's yep. continue out what um, Bertolina was saying in this clip as well. Let's do it. So people with firsthand knowledge of the conditions of that park have said that this was under two to three feet of water and yet still John Q. Public can't get it in their head that these areas were inaccessible and the items that were located today, or I should say yesterday, perhaps couldn't be seen. Okay, I have something to say. John Q. Public. I haven't heard that one for a while. I haven't heard it for a while. I personally, in my personal opinion, people, this is just my opinion, I think that if Bertolino went about it in a different manner and said, I can pull myself away and understand why people may have these assumptions because it doesn't look good from the outside, right? He'd yeah, be better off doesn't. saying that, but the, and then just keep saying it is absolutely untrue. He would be better off doing that than talking and talking and talking and, and telling people that they, because people are upset. That's why they're making upset uh, assumptions. For somebody who got so mad at Cassie Laundry for talking too much, this guy has not been able to shut up. No, it's like, let's, let's diffuse the situation a little bit. Let's not add to it. Let's go radio silence for weeks. And now let's just go all out. Blast. I, I want to be all over the news. Let's blast. Oh, all right. So those are the two clips that I had for you. I know we have a, another one that we'll play after. We're also seeing now that what was initially said, Brian Laundry's water bottle has been found at the reserve. And what we're hearing now that it's actually from what people think was actually Gabby's water bottle, not oh, Brian's. God. It says hikers stumbled upon more bone fragments in Brian's exact Nelogene. I don't know how to pronounce that water bottle earlier today at the Carlton Reserve. It seems that this is the same one that was in their YouTube video at seven minutes and 27 seconds. More stuff is, is just coming up here. This case, I just I don't see an end in sight because nope. the, the public and us, I mean, we're all we, I, we're just enthralled with it. And as we move forward, we do we are going to be getting into some other cases. We had just released the Liskey case last week, cases that are have been solved, cases that are not solved yet. But we will always keep in contact with this case and keep updates coming because, like we said, at every turn, it's something new. It is. It, it's just I think why this case stands out so much to me is this is just such a senseless case. It could have been avoided so many different ways. And, and there's so many senseless cases that we we do want to dive into ones that people haven't talked about and been so public because we want to make them public. A lot of our creeps have actually sent in a bunch of cases. We're not ignoring you. Me and Charity have looked these up and we are yep. going to start some research on them. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to send us any messages, visit us on our social media. It is Case Watch Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is Case Watch Pod because apparently Case Watch Podcast was too long. <laughs> or you can be old fashioned like me and just email info at casewatchpodcast.com. Uh, I'm going to screenshot the Bertolino text message. I'm going to put it into today's episode show notes and on our social media post for this episode. And before we wrap up today's episode, we have one more clip from Bertolino for you guys. Getting the news that your, your child is no longer, you know, with you is sad under any circumstances. Uh, the fact that uh, the laundries have been subjected to these uh, people out in front of their house for the last uh, four weeks uh, and they continue out there today is just making it all the more difficult. The first half of Stephen's statement is the only thing that he's ever said that I've ever agreed with. You're right. Losing a child is horrible news to get. Yep. I can imagine how Gabby's family felt when they got that news and Brian's family and Brian wouldn't even talk to them. And we want answers from these parents. We want answers 
I actually have a little bit of what um, some experts has, has said about it. it. It's our laundry's parents in legal trouble. And prosecutors could look into obstruction of justice, charges against the parents if they hid their son. But it would be not easy to prove it legally, experts say. Petito's body hadn't yet been found during the time he was home. And they said it's a steep hill to climb to be able to prove by a shadow of a doubt that they actually helped him. And maybe like got him a phone or got him this or got him that. So who knows if these parents are going to... Who knows? And there is a lot of stuff that we've read that we don't know how much speculation it is or not, but there was a secret deal made with the FBI yep. to avoid charges to release where they thought his body and, was or just lead him to him. And like I said in the last episode, you do feel bad for the parents for losing a child. but We if, do. I do as well. Yes. But you... <sighs> I mean, it's a bigger picture in this case. It was, it didn't have to happen. Now, there's been a lot of questions about when and how Brian died. So they have sent his bones out to experts to actually see if they can piece them together, tell by the bones how long, you know, if maybe if there's any wounds anywhere or anything, it's going to be difficult, but maybe they can get some answers and hopefully we get some answers from that notebook. Time will tell and we will make sure we report to you guys whatever we find out. And if you find stuff, let us know as well. And until the next episode, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, crime creeps. Have a good day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.